legend tells us of a city hidden deep within the jungle that is full of diamonds built by King Solomon. This mine of diamonds, did I forget to mention it was a mine, is guarded by gorillas. But what do the gorillas do when they are not guarding the mine? Well, they listen to No Highway Option, the cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film, is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier. At least that is what these hieroglyphics told me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm Connor. I'm one of your hosts. Um... My favorite monkey in all of cinema isn't Monkey Bone, but Monkey Bone came to my head first, so I'm just going to say Monkey Bone. Uh, I'm your other host, Luke, and my favorite monkey in all of cinema, it's got to be the king, man. Kong, not Elvis. King Ralph? (laughs) That's just John Goodman. And we got two special guests today, both returning, but in a combo for the first time on this show. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Bradley. I would say my favorite monkey could potentially be Curious George, but I also really don't like him, so I don't know how to uh, go about that. But I also like the monkey from the Wild Thornberries, even though I forget what he's like. But he's a monkey, so, you know, that answers it. He's Darwin, right? I Sure. Because Darwin's the monkey who acts like a man, and Donnie's the boy who acts like a monkey. He's British, goes, right? right? Yeah. Oh, he can talk. Oh, I, oh o- only to is... Eliza. That's the whole thing with the wild thornberries. Is this like? Oh, I'll get into it later. I was gonna say, is this movie like a live action adaptation? No. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and with I, him, and I'm Nick. Uh, my favorite monkey is Spike from the Ace Ventura movie. I believe just the second one, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick, you could have spoken before you introduced. I felt like you were just like sitting there during the Wild Thornberries conversation like, (laughs) I'm ready to go. (laughs) I just was really excited to talk about this movie. It was letting the cartoons get out. Yeah, this movie given to us by Steve and Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies last week. Thank you, Steve and Izzy is the 1995 Frank Marshall movie, Congo. Over on our Instagram coming attractions game, the only person to get it was the Big Dumb Movie Podcast. And honestly, props to them. Uh, Before watching it for this episode, I don't think I would have gotten it at all. Had a couple of Tarzan guesses, a Great Gatsby guess, fun variety of guesses. Good job, everyone. Over on our Instagram, at NoHighwayPod, on the first Sunday of every month, You have 24 hours on our Instagram story to guess what the movie is based on a series of picture clues. And if you get it right, you get a shout out like this on the show. And now it's time to get back to the podcast episode. Do we have a history with this? Like, I heard that it existed, but I never saw it. I'm going to have a future. In the the future, I'm going to be able to say that I have a history with this movie. Because fucking wow, dude. But before I, this, no. I would agree with WoW, but I don't know if the future history is part of my thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have a history. I've never heard of this movie. I maybe heard of it, but never seen it, and probably won't see it again. Yeah, no, I'm never watching this again. <laughs> and if you're keeping score at home, this is Brad's second no highway option jungle movie. <laughs> I know. I, I'm only coming it's off a trend. jungle movies now. Yeah. That and that's my boy. Whenever you get that, I'm coming on. 
That's a wild movie too, am I right? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Um, okay, so why don't we get this started with this new thing we've been doing on the show, similar to a Colin Jost, Michael Che joke swap, except hopefully we don't make the other person say any racist things. If Connor Luke doesn't wrote... say that specific thing, did it really happen? I like having <laughs> bits for setups. I'm just here it's... to give you shit. I think it's funny. Um, so Luke wrote the synopsis for part one of Congo. I'm going to read that now. And then later in the show, Luke's going to read the synopsis for part two that I wrote. So here we go with Congo 1. Yo, 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 who's ready for a movie about killer monkeys? No, not that one. Or that one. Or even your three choice. When Congo kicks off, we're introduced to Travacom and its expedition into Africa in search of diamonds for... communications purposes. There's some guys here who get killed by monkeys. They have names, but they are super unimportant. Just know the one guy's dad owns the company. Back at home base, Dr. Karen is concerned about the monkey slaughter that has taken place. The boss is concerned about the diamond money he might lose. Meanwhile, another doctor, Dr. Peter, has taught a monkey to talk using ASL and silence. The monkey's name is Amy, and she's an absolute sweetheart. Tickle me. Tickle me, Brad. Also, she oh. paints. Mostly a mysterious eye in the jungle. But she's sad, because she wants to live in the jungle and do gorilla stuff. But no one in their right mind would fund that kind of trip. Enter Tim Curry, stage right, accent out of stage left. Field. Tickle me, tickle me, Nick. <laughs> Tim Curry will fund thus expedition. He's on a secret hunt for King Solomon's diamond mines. Mines spelled with a D. Dr. Karen sees an opportunity here to get to Africa. She joins the party. There's some squabbling about this and some monkey insults, but her money eventually wins the group over. Plus one for wealth. Upon arrival in Africa, we learn of a civil war that will largely be irrelevant after a few scenes. Tickle me. Tickle <laughs> me, Luke. What? Ernie Hudson joins the party at this point as a guide. He contributes humor and can speak the language of the ghost tribe. Anyway, here's the halfway point. Tickle me, tickle me, Vin. Ernie Hudson as... What was his name? It started with an M. Uh, I have it written down. Pass. <laughs> i thought you liked this movie about him i did i could i could not tell you anyone's name monroe kelly monroe so as ernie hudson's doing monroe like this part was written for sean connery initially to do to be like 30s action hero he's just doing lando calrissian though right like yeah it's very swashbuckly very like hey yeah, the way he was doing his voice is like, well, I can get you through that jungle. And I'm like, yeah, in the Kessel Run and all that. I'm fucking a robot. I'm going to be at, uh, at Co Space Coachella. You're not going <laughs> to see me coming. <laughs> I, The only redeemable fact of the beginning of this movie for me was when Bruce Campbell appeared. And I was like, oh, this could be really good. Yeah, and he was gone, and I the movie was dead to me. It's it is a little sad that they're like Bruce Campbell's gonna be your hero, and no, never mind. But he's here to demonstrate our communications laser. Yeah, yeah. What now? What is that? For mean? Half of my college career, I was a communications major, and we never played with lasers. 
Oh, you didn't? Well, that's all we did. I have a question. Um, Weren't you an English major? I, I was yeah. also a comm major, <laughs> and the same, I'm pretty sure that, like, most communication devices also can't cut gorillas in half. But apparently it's the same technology. I mean, it was the 90s. I, Stuff wasn't as refined. I guess. I just Cell feel phones like were bigger. Was, that thing was super useful, and they should have had it the whole time. There should have been so much more lasers in this movie, but they were only powered by the diamonds, so... <sighs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, this, the whole movie's unfortunate. <laughs> this, for, for this movie itself, it feels like it was very front-loaded. With, like, just setting up a whole bunch of story. When I watched it the first time, I did have to stop and go to sleep about half an hour in, because I was like expecting like oh we're getting close to the end right there's just going to be like a big jungle finale and i pause it i'm like no we're not even near the jungle and there's still an hour and 20 minutes left (laughs) there's so much setup for not a lot of payoff i'm sure we'll get into this but did anyone else get the thought that when they were casting this movie they were like we want this guy and like oh they're not available get someone who vaguely is reminiscent of that guy like i thought that the one guy who unloaded them from the plane i thought that was a young john Languizamo, like just in the way that he acted and like his character like I, it always seemed like and then we had patrick swayze oh, slash the, uh the guy in the the hawaiian right, shirt hawaiian shirt yeah that's joe pantaleano he's well, in the matrix okay oh, that's not jimmy buffett and then you thought that was jimmy buffett, <laughs> Should have been jimmy buffett. Hawaiian shirt. He's, he's in it yeah jimmy he's buffett in is in this no i know he's, but like uh the pilot of the 747 because he's good friends with the director Frank Marshall. Wait, Jimmy Buffett really is here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to you guys at Podcasting in Paradise. Got another Jimmy Buffett movie for you. I just tweeted Don't watch it. earlier today. Well, hey there. <laughs> oh, I love Jimmy Buffett. The lead roles apparently first were offered to Hugh Grant and Robin Wright. I guess mm-hmm. Hugh Grant for Dr. Peter, which I can see why they went with this other guy. Because and Robin Wright, then Robin Wright it would have been more than just hinted at, like, gorilla sexual tension, if Hugh Grant was <laughs> Dr. Peter. There's a lot of just, like, people look at him being like, I am a father to this gorilla, and everyone's like, so they fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until the now, end when she's his mom. Which is not as funny as I think they intended it to be. It, it got just weird when they were tickling each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It was never funny when someone went, uh... This talking gorilla is weird. Anything involving the talking gorilla is weird. But then when the gorilla talked, it was very funny. I guess. How about... Sorry, go ahead. No, you put any other... Like, I think... I just think the actor did a great job. But if you're going to play that for laughs, put someone in there who's, like, another curly-haired actor. Steve Gutenberg of the Police Academy franchise. Put him in there. I think he'd be funnier. If he's tickling a monkey, he'd be saying little quips. We need that. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell auditioned to be the lead role and they turned him down and gave him the small role. And I was like, oh, I much would have preferred this movie. Yeah. You want to be in this movie? How about you die instead? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I didn't hate that guy. I don't know. I thought he was all right. Um, I didn't hate him, no. No, he just was, he was just un... Just he wasn't memorable. There. Yeah. How about how the, the gorilla has the same amount of drinks that it can have as like a pregnant lady (laughs) 
one yeah. they can have one half <sighs> glass a night. Yeah, so that that was my probably my favorite one of my favorite things, at least in the first half, is while they're taking off on a plane, Amy panics and starts motioning and her little robot text to speech voice says, Green drop drink, Amy need green drop drink which is a martini. Let's just give the monkey a martini. She needs it, the too, gorilla. which is, like, really... Amy has a problem. Green yeah, What's she drop. gonna do? What's she gonna do when she gets back home and doesn't have access? Are they gonna drop martinis in all the time? <laughs> Airdrop them. This is a prequel to George of the Jungle, where, uh, you know, Ape Named Ape can make drinks and oh, everything. Oh, that's true. he's so sophisticated, and he can talk. And his, the other and ones can't, but he can. Ape that named Ape plan. looked way more realistic than Amy did, too. Amy looked like the fakest monkey of all time. I don't know. I think Amy looked good. Amy like, was unnerving. Amy was a good uh, costume. Also, did you know that gorillas can actually drink alcohol? I didn't, I didn't believe that they could, so I googled it. And oh, it's uh, popular mechanics said that they may have survived because of their tolerance from alcohol. <laughs> Ah, Popular Mechanics, the leading <laughs> force behind biology studies. Hey, look, it's a featured snippet on Google. I believe it. I, their name it, their name has mechanics in it. Okay, all right. So why would I trust them with animals? All right, what about BBC? Sure. Fine. Do you think they'd like fireball? Um, no. But do you think that would hurt them? I'm just trying to figure out, how did they find out Amy likes martinis? That's the for, thing. Like, how, are they just giving them to her all the time? She gets one yeah, every day. I think it was a dare. Be- at the beginning, Doctor Peter and Doctor Other Guy are like <laughs> shown to be pretty responsible parents, I guess. But like, they must have just one day been like, "Hey, here's here's alcohol. Which one do you like best?" To this child monkey. Well, child it was monkey. it was the nineties. You know, animal testing maybe. Who's to Who say? Where's the backpack and an NES power glove, and that's how she talks. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you notice this is reverse George of the Jungle? Like George leaves the jungle and then wants to go back, and she wants to go. Oh, never mind. It's really not. <laughs> Do you guys I mean, watch uh, any Bill Burr? Occasionally, because he has a he has a bit that was this movie. Oh, so much so that I had to like show it to Savannah after we finished. The whole thing is just very strange. Uh, Doctor Peter Elliot is played by Dylan Walsh. Is that that's the actor's name? Uh, the real Doctor Elliot is a guerrilla choreographer who has worked on many movies. So they named him after that. What's a gorilla ah. choreographer? Is that like a dance troupe of gorillas? <laughs> I think he like trains people how to move and act like gorilla. No, oh, he worked on King awesome. Kong the musical. <laughs> Possibly he he helped with Big Puppet. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, this guy, uh, Dylan Walsh. He was the stepfather in The Stepfather. Does anyone remember The Stepfather? Oh, I saw that in theaters. What a what a movie. He's like a. The... The new one, right? Like the newer one, two thousand nine. Yeah, I don't know this yeah. movie. You guys are bullshitting, right? <laughs> He's in the Lake House. Does anyone remember the Lake House? Oh, is he Keanu, Keanu Reeves? Reeves? Is he his best friend? He's Morgan. I don't know which one's Morgan. Freeman. Uh, 
He's Morgan no. Freeman. He's God and Bruce I Almighty. Be- I mean, I would believe he was Morgan Freeman with a D. The talking crab from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Haven't seen But it's not him. Car um, loves the Barb and Star. I love it so much. I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> he was, oh, he was in Secretariat. Was he a horse? <laughs> no, unfortunately. But I just find it funny they made a Secretariat movie before BoJack Horseman came out. But that was forgotten. And BoJack is just like, yeah, we made a Secretariat movie. <laughs> Um, the first half also contains the line, I am not a pound of sugar, I'm a primatologist. And I wrote that down. <laughs> I don't know why, it just, whenever they yelled that, I was like, I don't understand, but you know, I'll, sure. I also didn't look at the rating for this going in. I thought this was just going to be like a little PG-13 romp. And the fact that it opens with, bruce campbell finding a gouged out eye i didn't expect it to get so gory so quick i was like oh shit he doesn't just find the eye the eye hits him in the back of the head which implies the tribe of gorillas slaughtered the expedition ripped an eyeball out and then threw it at the guy they left alive what does is that how monkeys would is that how gorillas would do it? Because that was a I surprise mean, to me too. I think he was just outside of the borders of the city of Zinj. So So they were like, that's... let's take an eyeball. Don't gorillas wouldn't <laughs> like, maybe throw their poop before an eyeball? I mean, it's like, oh, this was your friend. Don't step on our territory. Sadistic Trash gorillas. in the camp. <laughs> I think it was more of an evil dead reference. That's also because possible. He gets, yeah, evil dead Fair. one of them. But if you look at the blood, like the scene at the beginning, which I did write, wow, this is pretty bloody for a PG-13, but I'm pretty sure I saw a bottle of ketchup or something that they squeezed everywhere on the ground, <laughs> and I I lost all respect for the movie right after that. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. The effects in this movie are, are pretty terrible. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I the guess. production design itself is good. I like the sets. No, yeah, the but sets like the, and the jungle stuff look good. I think the special effect, like we're not at the end yet, but especially at the end, I was like, oh wow, nope, bad. <laughs> There's all mm, <laughs> this could be saved for the end, but I'll talk about it now. This movie's apparently a big Mandela effect thing. Oh, I I read this. I'll a let... ton of people apparently swear to themselves that they saw it in theaters and witnessed a scene where either one of the gorillas or amy herself was a berenstein bear is wailed is wielding the laser gun that would have made a much better movie there's no footage of it but people are investigating it that would be awesome it has never been confirmed or denied but i would be very into it yeah laser gun in one hand sign language hand in the other just like <laughs> i'm coming for you amy come for you <laughs> amy fry sons of bitches amy fry sons of bitches amy have what she's having <laughs> because you guys are listening and not watching we're all doing perfect asl oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely I'm yes, i learned from a gorilla choreographer actually <laughs> ah dr Peter Walsh. Elliot. Elliot. I forgot his name already. Something else gorilla related. Do gorillas like eggs? Is that a thing? 
Because the gorilla did Everybody like a gorilla eggs. trick, and they were like, "Good girl, here's an egg." <laughs> well, I don't know the it. I think it's just like a protein food. Yeah. What was going I on guess... in the beginning when they were painting? Like when she... it pans over. No, but did you guys get like <laughs> something weird going on when he's like, he's like, no, 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 put that down. Oh, drop it. You hear like the squishing noises. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he was like throwing her poop or I don't know what. It was weird. It's a weird I opening. It was for just a movie. her picking up too much paint and just like being a child and him being a parent. Well, they could have shown it instead of panning over and we just hear it first. <laughs> what paints My... don't exactly make for great cinema? I thought it worked. I thought the the their little relationship was kind of cute, and I don't know why everyone was like they banging. Oh, they banging. Because they really thought that that was gonna be the joke. Hmm. Instead of gay panic, bestiality panic. <laughs> uh, there's also just a the the whole like barely tapping on just civil government unrest in Africa subplots i'm very confused as to why they chose to do it yeah they had to establish that someone was in the jungle with rocket launchers i guess yeah to shoot down the plane but like you could also just have tried to shoot down the plane well and then just be like oh well there was some people that don't like us in the jungle if there's no civil war who's shooting down the plane Instead of the whole Joe Pantoliano and then, oh, we get captured. Let's go see Delroy Lindo, who's just going to tell us Tim Curry's a sack of dog poop. Is he? That's what that's what Delroy Lindo said. The general guy. That's true. Tim Curry's accent was trash. Yeah, it was weird. That's what made it great. Tim Curry was perfect. He was the best (laughs) part of this movie. I I don't understand. If more people acted like they knew what movie they were in like he did, then it'd be a fun movie. But I just think he was just out of place because no one else was like having fun in this movie. He cashed his check and went, all right, now I guess I'm here. Time to entertain myself. (laughs) I I haven't read the book. It's based off a Michael Crichton book. But I do wonder if he's originally eastern european or tim curry just showed up with the accent was like change his name to (laughs) yeah i wonder because i also haven't read the book i wonder if it leans more like crazy bullshit or it leans more towards the tone of that one line where they're like why do you teach a gorilla sign language and he was like well why do you teach anything it's the inherent generosity of humans Mm -hmm. I think that yeah. I think that's where it was, and then the movie turned into the. Yeah, it's difficult to tell with, especially adaptations of Michael Crichton, because this is two years after Jurassic Park, and it's like riding the Crichton wave, but like, the Jurassic Park book is pretty different from the movie. It's more serious, but it doesn't like touch on as much. I don't know. It's strange. Hmm. Um, I just read the Wikipedia real quick for the book. I didn't see any mention of Tim Curry's character whatsoever, so I don't know if he was just added. The, there's no Hakamah. <laughs> no, it's just it's pretty straightforward. And he claims to be a Romanian philanthropist, but then they're like, he doesn't have any money. Oh, guys! Uh, in the mo- in the book, they're gorilla chimpanzee human hybrids. Oh, that's cool. Damn. That's oh. way better than what we got. 
Do they still smoke cigars? Um, <laughs> well, smoke cigars say. with like just a little smile on their face. <laughs> Amy calls them bad gorillas, and teaches them go away, don't come here, bad. And then they become confused and leave. <laughs> Amy is okay. the best part of this movie. Oh, and there's hard, a laser. Hard disagree. The best non-Tim Curry part, sure. Uh, Bruce Campbell. I liked Ernie Hudson. He was having fun. He was fun too. The Ernie Hudson and Tim Curry were the ones who were like, "Yeah, this is this is a good time. We're here to have a good time." I feel like Laura Linney was giving it her all, which, I mean, like maybe she could have not. <laughs> and the Didn't... Doctor Peter was just like, "I'm acting with a monkey." Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Steve say when he gave us this movie that this was Ernie Hudson's best role? Ernie Hudson thinks it's his best role. Yeah. Really? Ernie Hudson has stated that playing Captain Monroe Kelly is his personal favorite from his career. And, like, you Amazing. can kind of see it. Well, like, you can just fair. see he's There's having like, a blast. He's yeah. a superhero in this movie. You can't shoot a, a missile with a flare out of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't to... happen in real life. Have you ever tried... <laughs> no, but I can tell you I wouldn't be able to get it first try because if I worked in an office my whole life and it's like I'd go out and pew and then two people at once shooting, no way do they both hit Nick, first try. Nick, I would have watched another fifteen you. minutes of just that. Yeah. Yeah. The the plane stuff was fun. Just fucking duck hunt, but flare guns. <laughs> They're heat seeking. <laughs> I don't know, that's my best duck hunt noise. And then the dog was like it was really just the dog on the ground. They had the rocket launcher on the ground. He went. <laughs> yeah, he's doing. Amy's doing the laugh in the background, like covering half of her mouth. Dog funny. <laughs> uh, I again, I laughed very hard every time she saw Karen and called her ugly. Ugly woman. woman. <laughs> ugly woman. Which, like, if it's going to be a mom and not someone who wants to date Dr. Peter. Why is it jealous of this other woman? I mean, there's like the whole thing where it's like, oh, mothers and girlfriends. The mom's like, I don't know. You can do better, honey. Like, maybe that's what it's supposed to be. But like, also, Amy's a child. Like, the mother thing at the end is just like her being like, I can protect you. I don't know. I think I blocked that whole storyline out because I have zero idea. She like at the end while everything's attacking, she like hu- she like hugs over Peter and is just saying like mother, mother, mother cuz she is a mother to her little stuffed monkey lovey for most of the movie. Did oh, which did makes Amy... sense. Yeah. Did Amy seem small to you guys? She didn't seem like yes. the size of a gorilla. A child is she a child? It's weird that a child is a mom. It's weird, confusing, that, but gorillas are hu- like huge, and the fact that Ernie Hudson was just carrying it, jumping out of a plane, was very surprising to me. Yeah, Ernie Hudson did jump out of a plane with a gorilla in tow. And then just like, That's... like she's over there. Like, just, I don't know why she, he wouldn't carry it still. I don't know when he got rid of her. Oh, also, uh, I know we mentioned him earlier, but with the Hawaiian shirt, Joe Pantoliano... We can't get rid of him, because then who else will say the line, whoa, a talking gorilla? 
I feel the money he has on the back of my neck going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've lacked that whole scene out. I can think of like five <laughs> actors who would be better at that. Who else would hate assholes? Like <laughs> Joe Pantaleone. He does hate assholes. Guys, I watched this movie yesterday the whole way through, and every time you bring something up, I don't recall ever seeing it. This movie is <laughs> yeah. the most, it's like I just drank water and it's just gone. Nick texted me mid-movie and said, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. You guys no, weren't having that, fun? Dad. I didn't think, I, I was being, I was, you know, using exaggeration, obviously, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I know, I'm cognizant of the fact that it's not, like, good. But I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't have a blast. There were points where I was having fun, but there were also points where I was just like, we can move forward. We can, like, I don't think it's terrible. It's not, like, my super favorite thing we've ever done, but, like, I give it an okay. (laughs) This is exactly what I would have expected if they made a movie out of that Temple Run video game. Mm. If you get it with modern actors, I might watch it. If Temple Run came out three years ago, it would have a movie. Yeah. I feel like there was one in development. Why do I starring remember? The Rock? I'd watch The it. Rock oh, in the no. Jungle. They Brad... wouldn't. He wouldn't have gotten the uh, uh, role. In... It would have been like what's his name, the other wrestler, John Cena, in... or Dave in Batista, the other other wrestler. Uh, they talked about it, and they didn't make it. No, I don't. They're gonna make it, and then Brad's gonna be on for the episode, continuing with his Jungle streak. I'm in. We can't keep uh, saying Temple Run or I'm going to download it on my phone again. And that's <laughs> disaster. <laughs> oh, it, it might have been animated. Uh, Warner Brothers oh. was talking with David Heyman and Imanji, which I think oh, that's was the studio. Pronounced that Jumanji? Ma- no. <laughs> uh, I think that was the studio that made the 2007 TMNT movie. Oh, the animated is that the gross one? one? Oh, okay. <laughs> that people usually forget about because it wasn't really anything. It was really dark, from what I remember. Just very dark scenes. I, uh... Edgy. Is it 07 or 09? But, anyway. I... I Yeah, no, I can see this being the Temple Run movie, but, like, with modern actors, like... I don't know. I could see them remaking this and being like, Kyle Mooney, you're playing Dr. Peter. Oh, see, I was thinking Paul Rudd would be the modern guy for it. Oh, I'd like that. He's too cool. Kyle this guy Mooney. was not cool at all. The other guy kind of looked like Kyle Mooney. A little bit. Yeah. Know, but can you picture Can you picture Kyle Mooney just like standing up in front of a room just being like, my small gorilla, please come up here. <laughs> I would like to see Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney play those two characters. But only as the two characters they play that are just, like, so stupid. Like that cut-for-time March Madness sketch. Okay. I was thinking the Larry David one where Uh, he keeps throwing the chairs against the wall and it's like, Dude, you're addicted to beer. No. No, the one Ariana Grande is the host. Yeah. No, I I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah. Nick and Brad, if you haven't seen this sketch, uh, it's a cut-for-time ariana grande is the host and the setting is like an office and beck bennett and kyle mooney are just like stupid guys 
and she's like having a March Madness party, and she keeps like she's like, you guys can come over, and they're like just totally out there. They're like, would we be sc- scouting uh, talent from the local parks? And like, <laughs> I feel like I've seen it, but I don't, it's not ringing a bell. Worth your time. Oh yeah, I'll have to check it out. So, do we want to move on to part two, or do we have anything else to say about part one? Uh, there's a volcano. We didn't mention that there's a volcano. They do mention the volcano, and that's it. Um, Until later. We talked about the flare gun. I'm um, still confused. What the pl- like? I'm still confused about the motivation. I know th- what they want to do, but I'm confused how they're. Amy wants it. to go home. Karen wants diamonds for space laser. But what does the laser Curry do? That's what I mean. Communications. Okay. It's make it's money. Communication. If they made that movie nowadays with who, which whatever actor, you know, whoever, uh, they would explain the crap out of what it did. Like they would over explain <laughs> to the point where we would know every single detail. We'd, we'd see the blueprints. We'd know everything. And that would make it less fun because then it would like start zapping things and you'd be like, no, wait. A community like a laser that does this specific purpose can't do that in this they're just like laser does communications you're like all right somewhere there's a bridge and i guess i'll accept it you know how this you can is... make a telephone call in an instant this is faster than that yeah this is the second dumbest use of communication in a movie that i've ever seen uh and that's hard to get to it's What's close it's a it's a little movie called endless love um i saw it one valentine's day during college with an ex uh not a whole lot of the plot is relevant but it's like there's a it's it's a little rom-commy uh but like there's a main girl and a main guy and there's an older brother of the main girl and the older brother is dating this other girl and he brings her home and they're like a rich family and they're like looking down on that the, this girl is studying communications and the brother stands up at the dinner table and he's like, it's the study of how people communicate, man. And then they storm out of the room and it is one of the single dumbest fucking things I've ever seen in a movie. And this was close to them. <laughs> Featuring bad. Tom Cruise in one of his first film roles. Oh. Tom Cruise? He played Billy, if this is the same Endless Love that I'm looking at Different on Wikipedia. Different flick, because this came out, would have been 2014 or 2015. Oh, this isn't the one from 1981, okay. No. You know, you guys just did the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, and the green light that brings them to the our world makes more sense to me than whatever the space laser was. <laughs> and they had well, the exact I mean, they amount explained, of the... they explained the green light did they it's the green it's the green light hollywood has green lights and it's a, like that one's just it's just a similar thing green where light you've... over and over again doesn't make but... that oh green light oh <laughs> it's, green. it's a hollywood thing but like it you watch the thing and it like has enough written down where it's like this is how this works it's still like a bridge building thing i think they're similar i have an idea <laughs> Remove most of this movie, replace the main character with Dora the Explorer, and then you got a Dora sequel. I did think that at first when he was like, we are trying to find the lost city. I'm like, Dora beat you to it, stupid. You got beat by a <laughs> child. And then it was like, oh, it's diamonds, not gold. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I, I would I would love if a Dora sequel ended with a bunch of monkeys getting sliced in half. 
<laughs> exactly. Just boots watching his fellow like fellow species. Just... Danny Trejo gets to do a dramatic monologue because he's the voice of Boots. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, oh no, he actually is in the movie. Yeah. Okay. I, I can still... vouch. We did see that movie. Shout I out. I uh, recommend while I that it. movie so much <laughs> more than I thought I would. I but saw yeah. it in theaters. Good good choice. I Who thought. voices the map? Doesn't the map talk? It's it the. Talk. He has uh, two little bits one in the beginning, one in the middle. It's the guy from the show. Oh, right, that's fun. Give him work. It's got a very map sounding voice. Uh, two things before we get to that second half. Uh, one is the cooler full of bananas for Amy. That Amy has a weird stare down with a frog in front of. Very weird. It's it's, in, it's one of the first animals she's seen in the wild. She just knocks it off. I no guess. respect for it. Yeah. The frog, I thought, looked worse than the gorilla. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might have tried to do an early CG frog, maybe. But I am like, in in the camp of Connor somewhat that the gorilla could have looked a lot worse. Yeah. No, I think the gorilla looked okay. Yeah. I, ju- I was just going through every m- movie that they had humans playing monkeys. And, I mean, even, like, the Planet of the Apes movies, for what That's they were going for. totally different. I'm not talking the most recent ones. I'm talking the, the older the ones, ones in the 70s. And then the... The Mark, the that's, Marky Mark Wahlberg one. I mean, that's still different. They're supposed to be playing like hybrids. Okay, They're what not... about George of the Jungle? I think, I think the looks monkey, a yeah. little better. Trading spaces, that gorilla. That one just looks like a party, like a party city costume. They just a gorilla in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He shows up like at the end on the train. Oh, okay. This Amy just made me uh, like uncomfortable every time she was on camera when she like would it's... flip her mouth up and show her teeth it was, it was I was gonna weird. Say, it might be one of those uncanny valley things where yeah. like it's moving like a human rather than a gorilla yeah it was because like it fan. moves like a human pretending to be a gorilla instead of just like gorilla gorilla you know yeah i think that's actually i read that's why michael Crichton uh was not involved with this movie because he wanted to have a real gorilla i may have just messed up that wikipedia page but i mean that's that's that 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 would not work it'd be it'd be it it would lead to some hijinks i'm sure it'd be a dangerous movie <laughs> well, they could have a loose plot and then they just have a lot of extra days they let the gorilla go wild everybody follows the I gorilla guess. whatever movie comes out comes out oh, where'd you get that facial scar oh my coworker ripped my face <laughs> off <laughs> yeah Hey, where, what's with all the, you're like at the Oscars, Ernie Hudson's covered with blood. It's like, oh my God, Ernie Hudson, what happened? Congo, coming June 1995. <laughs> Ernie's sitting in the second row. The monkey who played Amy's in the, the 30th row trying to get his attention, just rips out an eyeball, throws it at him to get his attention. <laughs> Something we all know gorillas do. Yeah. Apparently now they do. This was a biography of all, or a documentary, I guess would be the 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 other thing was the leech on the the, the penis leech. Oh, that oh. was in the beginning. I just wrote dick leech. <laughs> yeah, what was that, that? That was there was a leech on his dick. But did he go in the water? There was right. a leech on his dick. Does he, was he just in Africa? Do the leeches just crawl on the ground in like sleeping bags or tents and just go on people's junk? They might be like yes. ticks and be like attracted to warmth. I always thought I leeches think... were in water. I I thought so too, but I like also... there was a leech on his dick. Oh, and weird. he showed the whole camp. 
Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't show us. Was he wearing pants? I thought he was wearing pants. He was wearing he was. underwear. So it just was like. Yeah, that's he the was most. Around with his pants like sprawled open. Yeah, that's the most apathetic I've ever seen someone in a movie like just look at a dick and be like, "Yeah, man, that's your dick." <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's a leech on there, man. You gotta burn it off of there with that cigar. It was kind of funny. He gave the cigar back, and Ernie <laughs> Hudson just threw it on the ground, disgusted. Like I'm not eating. I'm not putting that back. In I'm not eating that. <laughs> you can't make me eat that, man. I didn't write that. <laughs> the ghost tribe is trying to get the soul of Charlie back into. That's not Charlie. No. The tribe is saving his buddy Bob, who comes back, but dies immediately after seeing Amy. Poor gorilla didn't even get a chance to talk to him. Tim Curry uses all of his silly voice glory to explain the lost city of Zinj, where King Solomon had this kick-ass diamond mine. Amy's paintings may show where it is. Suck it, Ivan. She's painting a treasure map. Not so one and only now, huh? After Nobody's a... going to get one and only Ivan <laughs> jokes, but I wrote it for me. <laughs> After a night hippo attack, the expedition encounters some nice gorillas, and Amy soon learns her talking tech doesn't make her fit in. Sad gorilla. Karen, Peter, and the gang stumble upon the ruins of Charlie's campsite, and also Zinge, the diamonds, the threatening presence that may or may not have killed Charlie. Let's split up, gang. The human characters we care about go into the city while Amy, one of the guides from George of the Jungle, and other professor, who I forgot existed, stay outside and are attacked by, you guess it, more gorillas. But this time they're gray. Hieroglyphics teach us these scary gorillas were bred towards violence and guarded the mine for Solomon, but they turned on him. Now they just kill whatever comes their way, like Tim Curry or Charlie. So they mostly kill beloved character actors. While this attack is happening, the movie finally remembers they set up a volcano, and an eruption begins. Karen takes the diamond from Ch dead Charlie's hand, and oh my god, is she about to communications laser gun these gorillas? Hell yeah, where was this earlier in the movie? <laughs> Amy saves Peter, and the whole gang escapes the lava. That somehow looks less realistic than Aladdin's Cave of Wonders lava. You're right. At one point, Monroe mentions high ground. I have a Star Wars flashback. Anyway, bad CEO only cared about the diamond and not his son, so Karen blows up the communication satellite with the laser, jumps in a hot air balloon, and floats away with the gang as we leave Amy with her new gorilla family and leave me wishing some Phil Collins would start playing. Trust your heart. Let faith decide. <laughs> to guide these lights we <laughs> seek. Uh, thanks for pulling that up, because uh, I did not get there fast enough <laughs> i started and the second one i was like oh, i should probably start trying to sing <laughs> so this ending just goes buck wild it knows what you came here for uh yeah more than i did because i didn't know what i had signed up for at this point i mean i don't know from the way uh steve and izzy described it i was like i'm here for just some dumb monkey action nonsense and we and got this that is when it went all right we're going full dumb monkey action nonsense here's more monkeys here's i mean monkeys gorillas we're gonna get yelled at by biologists good but like bring I, it on i hope so yeah 
So what was with the California dreaming scene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it's a good song. Yeah, and they didn't sing it in pitch or like at no, all. Was, I don't. It was just like. But they all sang out, it. Singing a drinking yeah. song. Everybody yeah, but, in Africa knows the mamas and the papas. But sometimes in a movie, like even when they're singing poorly, like they still make it sound good. And uh, <laughs> this didn't. As far as like a chant altogether version of a song it was not as out of pitch as it could have been that's true Uh, especially for a song like that like at least they had people splitting up the parts so they didn't have like all the leaves are brown it's (laughs) such a strange addition though it is i was happy to hear it i Mm. can't deny i was just like yeah that's a good (laughs) song you, you know, I forgot. I I forgot that even happened. I I forgot the entire second half of this movie. So this just went in one ear and out the other. I I I have one. I have two notes written down for the second half of the movie. One is just shaky. Well, shooting a missile with a flare. I, I think that's first half. But uh, shaky cam. That was annoying every time. I wanted to see what the monkeys looked like when they were attacking. Uh, and then when the one monkey got his arm chopped off. That was pretty cool. Because when she first breaks out the laser, she just, like, I don't know why they hung on it for so long. But the monkey just gets his right or left arm just completely chopped off. And he, like, looks at it like he's terrified. And then they go off. Now, the shaky cam, that looked a lot like the old Disney Channel shows with, like, the, like, whenever, like, I think it was Lizzie McGuire that they used it a lot. Where they cut off her arm with a laser. No. (laughs) Poor Miranda. uh, (laughs) Yeah. The the slow-mo thing I, or the shaky cam yeah that's like how they would transition like there yeah. would be like a record like yeah. it, it written noise and it's like oh uh, guys gordo's dead <laughs> <laughs> also for um the one note i have about the hippo scene was i just wrote gorilla jaws and then i said never mind it's actually a hippo that's so... what initially with some of this gorilla like when they were like it's an unseen gorilla force that's like going to attack them like we don't know what's killing them I'm like is this jungle jaws because like i would i would be down with jungle jaws Me as too. a movie when that hippo head came out of the water the first angle of it it looked like a t-rex head yeah yeah i thought this was going to be a bunch but... of dinosaurs like i thought it was gonna be like <laughs> dino gorillas like every because when i first read like the little snippet to see what this movie was about it was like a uh, world on un- a forgotten world. I thought it was going to be like a little Jurassic Parky mm-hmm. spin. Like, oh, these are dinosaur creatures that were left in the wild because Michael Crichton, but just just gross looking monkeys. I mean, yeah, forgotten world. Every movie has forgotten world means dinosaurs underground. You got that in Ice Age three. You got that in Aquaman. That's all the movies. Kong <laughs> versus Godzilla. True. Or Godzilla I mean, versus Kong. They're kind of dinosaurs. That's the Hollow Earth, you see. <laughs> right, right. Where you can jump and flip and fall, but rise at the same time. Look, man, Kong's the king. See, I don't. No spoilers. I haven't seen the monkey fight yet. I thought oh. you did. I've seen the other four. Built up to it. Have you seen we... the 1962 King Kong versus Godzilla? I haven't. Me neither, but that you, that almost was the movie we gave you. You spent all that time preparing for it and then didn't watch it? Because we were going to see it in 4DX, and then nobody could get their shit together. I'm talking to you, Chris and Kevin. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were. I thought you were yelling at me. I was like, no, I never agreed to that. I watched it before you texted me. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it the second. It tra- I don't but know, man. Now it's, up not, to, it's not. I'll be in up 40X this weekend. Anymore. Do you want to do Mortal Kombat in 40x? I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Mortal oh, Kombat. Saw's gonna be in 40x. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ew. Size. Yeah, the spiral one. <laughs> just, spiral just every blood. time blood comes out, it's just water across your face. I mean, that's what happened in John Wick 3. I can tell you oh, we'll God. definitely be seeing Saga in 40X. Saga? F9. I don't know. They keep saying the fast oh. Saga. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm hyped for F9 and 40X. We're oh. gonna we're gonna talk about it on this show. We might do a thing where we show us marathoning the eight before it. It's a whole dad weekend we got planned. We can talk about that at the end. <laughs> they call it Saga? I think they it's changed the Fast the Saga now. Yeah. I think they changed the name, though. I think now they're going by Fast and Furious 9. Or at least that's what it... I think F9 is what they've... Like, that's the marketing. Oh, okay. Boy, those movies it... have just... They're all over the place when it comes to uh, naming. <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and Furious. So... Faster and Furiouser. Never heard that one yet. Faster and Furiouser? What? Oh. Furiouser. Those are their... Oh my god, those are animals. (laughs) But they're voiced by the characters. There uh, there was already a Fast and the Furious. It was a Tom and Jerry direct-to-DVD racing movie. Um, Uh, Was it one of those movies where the plot of the original (laughs) movie just happened? Well, Tom and Jerry were in the margins? No, it's just Tom and Jerry do a race. Uh, Sure, it's wonderful oh it's it's just the fast and the furry excuse me now see ours will be the fast and the furry us uh what animal would vin diesel be uh since you guys are the experts pitbull oh yeah pitbull no i think a silverback gorilla yeah also possible what would dwayne the rock johnson be not in it because they don't like each other unfortunately no, no the he, feud is over <laughs> well no but they oh, would also it? just have to be in a vocal booth it'd be their their characters near each other oh, he'd be true. he'd be like the max goof version of himself so like the, a dog but like the goofy version of the dog so it's just dwayne johnson but he's got the silly ears and the nose <laughs> okay <laughs> i, I kind of picture him as bambi in that snl sketch now yeah basically ah <laughs> uh. He, he's just like looking at the camera. He's like, "Gosh, I'm going fast." <laughs> I think I we know, need this man. movie now. <laughs> so I I got two more notes. One is the obvious one that everybody's gonna know that I wrote. But you notice when they found Bruce Campbell, he was in um, a thing of treasure. Well, that's because he is treasure. And cute. Oh, <laughs> we love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and then he all. They also did that like plot at the end where the guy's like, I'm going to steal the money. And then the Ewoks all jumped in and tried to like <laughs> take them. They did. Yeah. The, the fucking the, baby powder covered gorillas, dude. The gray gorillas look a lot worse than Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. They all, have a pool, they all have a pool party. Like when the lava's coming in, they all just start jumping in for some reason. They're shoving each other into like that was yeah. crazy. They, I like how they just melt immediately. Like they don't. Yep. They they don't even they don't suffer. They don't do anything. Their legs get hit by lava. They're dead. Done. If if you're if you're getting hit by CG lava, it turns you into pixels, and you go poof. <laughs> That's how it is. Pixels. Little hint for the movie, movie tonight. 
Jesus Christ, don't give us pixels. I think it's crazy that nobody took one any diamonds. Well, Tim Curry tried, but he got skull crushed. Yeah, but then they had a laser gun. What is this that was rank? powered by diamonds. What is this rank in Tim Curry performances? I mean, they're all pretty even on a fun scale. Because, like, it's not as good as Dr. Frankenfurter, and it's not as good as, I would say, uh, what's that other one? Um, Long John Silver. Long John Silver and the Muppets. And then, I would, that I, maybe, like, this is top five, is this top five, Tim Curry? I think when you rank Tim Curry performances, it's, like, the top three, and then number four and five are all just tied for the rest of his filmography, besides, like, the bad guy in Fern Gully or something. Yeah, I think it's enough. so strange that they didn't just go with his natural voice. I I I think he was just like, fuck it, I want to do something dumb. <laughs> I really respect it. He already has an accent. And a funny voice, but he was just <laughs> like, no, I want to make my name Hamas. <laughs> See, I... I'm, that is what the Romanians do. I was less disturbed by him than Ernie Hudson's kind of like he was like talking like he's in the 1930s. Like no, I, I was trying to pinpoint where he was from in the mid 90s. He was, he like, was from Cloud City, yeah, because <laughs> he was doing Lando. Every single time he just talked, you know, very uh, he was very chill, suave, dude. very cool. Look, I don't know if this gorilla can make it in the wild, but uh, that's a leech on your penis. <laughs> Let me shoot these missiles with a flare gun, known for their accuracy. Flare guns. That's I, that's my least favorite part of the movie. <laughs> no, my least favorite I mean, part is the freaking hot air balloon. That they just don't know where it's going. They set How up they the hot air balloon that? a oh. few times. Oh, did like they? in the beginning, they're going over like supplies for the trip, and it's like you got everything except a hot air balloon. And uh, Tim Curry's kind of like, we will not need the hot air balloon. And then Karen says something later. She's like, hot air balloon could be helpful. And they're like, we don't have a hot air balloon. We can't get a hot air balloon. And then it's like the rule of threes. Third time they bring it up. Oh, look, there's the hot air balloon. Now they're going to float up in the air and crash into the great Muppet caper. What? And they're going to. There was a hot, there was a hot air balloon in this movie. Yes. That the credits. Oh, I... it was the last thing on screen. It was how they escaped. Directed by Frank Marshall. <laughs> I must have really not paid attention to the end of this Did movie. Did you sleep during this movie? Yeah, Did you watch this movie, Nick? <laughs> I remember seeing the credits, and I remember turning it off. I watched all the movie. I just don't remember. Did the you just, like, stare at the names, and you're like, nothing else must be happening on the rest <laughs> of the screen? There was one name who was credited to all the gorillas, um, <laughs> if we're talking about credits. We can talk about credits. I had to rewind it just to make sure that I didn't make that up. One man. My favorite Gorillas by one man. (laughs) It was the one man. I did not remember the name. Oh. Oh, was it the choreographer? (laughs) My favorite gorilla thing was uh, when they were all attacking, the subtitles said, parentheses, grr, grr. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they were saying. I can't fault them for it. That that's the best did, script award right there. <laughs> it was. Did you notice that they just left? What's her name? The the gorilla, the the main one. They just kind of left her, and they're like, "Yeah, she'll figure it out." And now she's gonna get all crispy. 
Well, that was what they took her there for in the first place. Yeah, it did. Because she was sad about not being with other gorillas. But mm-hmm. she's going to die happy, I guess. Well, no, now she's with the other gorillas, and Amy, they're her friends. Die, and but, happy. Put your faith volcano. in what you most believe in, two worlds, one family. Trust your heart. Mm-hmm. They were away from the volcano mm-hmm. at that point. Well, uh, depending on how the volcano spread, that would be an interesting sequel. Um, they go and they rescue all the monkeys. They bring them to a house in upstate New York. Uh, people are bidding on the monkeys. Um, oh, turns out God. that the government has bred a half monkey, half <laughs> other monkey that when you point a gun at it, the monkey attacks. Uh, why don't you just shoot the guy that you're pointing a gun at? Uh, Who's to say? I, I did write this. Are you I wrote this like in my Robocop notes. monkey joke? No, it's Fallen Kingdom. This is Jurassic <laughs> World Fallen Kingdom where they have that, that oh. half Velociraptor, oh, yeah. half Velociraptor, half Indominus Rex, which itself was had Velociraptor in it. So it's just mostly Velociraptor. And and then they, they have a gun that you have to point a laser at and then point like make sounds. Well, if you can point a gun and make a sound, why wouldn't you just shoot the guy? I was going to say Actually, that's what you're describing. Sounds like the canceled plot for Jurassic Park 4. Yeah, the half and half. Yeah. The human dino hybrids being trained <laughs> by the military. Guns. I that still want the that. Rambo. There was also a Rambo 5 plot. Yeah. Where he was going to fight a half dinosaur or something half. Eventually, um, movie the movie will have every one of those ideas. I, I wouldn't have minded a Congo Fallen Kingdom type movie just so Amy could go over to like a little control pad and they're like, "Amy, what are you doing?" And she just goes, "Alive, like Amy, alive, <laughs> like Amy." <laughs> that would have made it so much better. Oh my god! What if Amy leads the revolution of the gorillas and then th- that's how Planet of the Apes happens? You're not fucking doing a universe pitch in this show. It's not That's a pitch. left for the other one. <laughs> Let's not. talk about the eyeball thing. Not the, the throwing of the eyeball. The, the big eyeball ring that really doesn't mean anything. That, and I saw her paintings. They were she was drawing the eye from where she's from. Yeah, weird. Cuz <laughs> It uh, yeah, he's like the eyes will lead us to the thing. It's like not really. They're kind of just like a rock. And then you get to the statue, and it looks nothing like it. It looks nothing like the. She eye might ring. as well have been painting just uh, the sun and green. I, yeah, but how else would Tim Curry have gotten here? I would submit that the eye adds nothing. It does. It adds absolutely <laughs> nothing except Tim Curry. <laughs> Even. You could have, you could scrap the eye and Tim Curry could still be there. True. But we need the eye. The eye of Zinj. I mean, just this movie needed more laser gun. They had it the whole time. They were trying to be too self-serious. Or no, they didn't have it the whole time. It was at the camp. Why didn't they have it the whole time? Because it was at the camp. No, but like, why did they? Tra- they didn't have more than one. She couldn't have brought one with her. It, it was expensive. It was going to be their cash cow, or the satellite was going to be their communication cash cow. It's still not clear on how they were going to make money. You know, if they would have just said that this was like, if they were a weapons manufacturer and they needed that thing to make like the strongest weapon, and then all that would have made way more sense than it being a talk a communication device that also can cut people and monkeys in half communications laser thank you um this is going back to the way beginning but i just I, if i don't mention it and we could just leave it out here i'll regret it 
Um, I forgot about the mating scene where it's mating season and you just hear all the monkeys. Oh. Like, Why are they going crazy? And they're like, it's mating season. And they all just kind of laughed and made weird jokes. And then, yeah, and then Peter turned to Karen and was just like, monkey noise, monkey noise. Yeah. And I guess that was supposed to imply romantic intent between them, but, like, it was could, nothing. Could have done yeah, without that, was that whole scene. that was going to go. Could have done without the whole movie, Nick. That's I, it. Uh, if, you wanna, if you also want to say something about the very, very, very beginning, uh, the title treatment like when congo appeared in the thing i was like oh that's microsoft word art oh, i, I can make that in powerpoint that. right now Ugh. was it this movie that had the like it had like the panning throughout the entire landscape and all that stuff and showing the animals yeah that, that was the opening too? credits that's that. like the fourth best version of that that i've seen in a film it's not even top like it's not near the top like that's worse than the lion king the live action lion king and coming to america like it's all done better in those movies uh these animals were real so i give these <laughs> so i give that above live action lion king okay fair i didn't these, like the live action lion king these animals still. could express emotion yeah it was all right to hang around animals a lot of yeah, ostrich it, in the beginning it was pretty ostrich heavy it was a very like you know we are like this is a movie set in africa so here here's the pride land how about uh, that conversation with the one guy whose name was Claude? That's the guy from George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's one of the guides who does the bad guy fall in poop. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was it. That was kind of funny. Yeah. That exchange. His name was, his name was Claude. And, 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 and the, the guy other... was like, isn't that a not common name? And he was like, have you ever fucking been there, guy? <laughs> that was good. That was, that was, I, res- I respected that. I was like, this is fun. And then it was like, time for murder. I'm like, okay, cool. Time for uninterrupted I, monkey action. I do. So, yeah. Huh. Apparently the hippopotamus weighed 2.5 tons. 2.5 ton animatronic puppet controlled by off-camera puppeteers. Hippo big. I do like that. Big boy. That could have been a fun movie, too. What studio was, like was this? Hippos. Paramount. Paramount. Why doesn't King's Dominion have their own Jungle Cruise, but with Congo? What's King's Dominion? They at least they used to be a Paramount Park. I don't think they are anymore. I think left, they're Cedar Fair, but and on like, your left, Cedar you Fair is taking over. But you know, Jungle Cruise has like the hippos being like, ah, oh, they're nice. This could have been like, welcome to the Congo. Here you see a snake being murdered by one of the guys for little to no reason, but, you know, we gotta show you he's murdering a snake. And behind and... the trees, if you listen real quietly, you can hear the gorillas mating. <laughs> yeah, and then as you're turning the last, as you're turning the first corner, you just hear, Amy, keep hands in boat. Amy, <laughs> keep hands in boat. Tickle in finale, me. You just... Tickle me. <laughs> You just see just those gray monkeys just getting ripped in half. Uh, yeah, there'd be a laser light show in the middle. It'd be a pretty swell ride. That would be a cool ride. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, well, do we have anything else or do we want to move on to the criteria? I'm down to move on. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it feels like oh, we're all getting a little tired. Hold on real quick. <laughs> just to go back to the very, very beginning. 
Did anyone else think that they hung on Amy drinking a martini for a little too long? No, could have been longer. Oh, I found it very funny. Oh, see that scene it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Wait, this was PG thirteen. More than yeah, PG thirteen. I would have watched them serve her multiple martinis and then have her been hammered on the plane. The burp was that... weird. It was very like elf-like. It was like a comedy. Very cartoony burp. Yeah. Sorry, I I thought this was because of the gore. I thought this was R the entire time. I didn't realize no. this was just PG thirteen. They're yeah, silly, made-up monkeys, dude. No, yeah, but it's no, all... but it opened with the eyeball, and I was yeah, like, "That's it's a intense to start with." I know. T- I just... typically PG thirteen. Don't they have to like discolor like creature blood kind of so that's not yeah pure, like, usually, or but at least for advertising. Yeah. No, that's why I I thought it was like a soft R, but I guess not. Nope. Well, anyway, criteria time to do what we do every week to compare the movie to the pacifier. First up, how's the soundtrack? Uh remember that california dreaming segment i was gonna say all the leaves <laughs> are brown yeah <laughs> and That's the sky is gray it's it's got like you know if someone's like hey this is an adventure movie set in africa you're like got it i've got the score in my head already yeah you got some drums it's not as good as a pacifier no it doesn't have uh good charlotte or like any songs it has uh, Mamas Calif- and the Papas. There's not a whole lot of songs, but there is that California Dreaming segment, and then there's that, like, whatever is happening during the credits. I did Some like song that says Africa a lot. Where does the main actor land on the dieselometer? A comparison of Vin Diesel performances based on charm and ability. Who was your main actor? Amy. Um, me too. <laughs> so, I didn't pick a character, but I related and movie entirely to a vin diesel thing all right what you got um that creepy interview where he's hitting on the lady and um he's saying all the weird things because he's drunk the reason i related it is because that's cringy to watch but you can kind of quote it sometimes awkwardly and uh this movie feels like that okay that makes sense I, I also thought Amy, um, and, and I landed it uh, pretty simple, but on Groot. Uh, uh, someone of very few words, but pretty cute, but uh, could also kick your ass because they have the strength of a gorilla. Yeah, that's. I also said Groot for those reasons. Yeah, I also said Groot. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> have a lot to say, but she saves her fucking day. After a few episodes of being like, oh, all the guests choose Groot. We both choose Groot. <laughs> yeah, well, this I haven't chosen Groot in a while. <laughs> I know. I guess I'm, you could. I'm just. I'm being self-aware. <laughs> who who would um who would the doctor guy be in the Vin Diesel world? Oh God. Would he be uh the pacifier Vin Diesel because he's taking nah. care of a person who can't care for themselves? I would say child? he's not built high enough. Yeah. He can't top the gorilla. Gorilla win next up what has the director gone on to do so this is directed by a close personal friend of jimmy buffett frank marshall they are buddies uh he's also married to enemy of the internet sometimes for dumb reasons kathleen kennedy they are together uh did did frank marshall star wars lady is that the thing yeah, people are like, she doesn't know how to run Star Wars, even though like she's been helping out with did Star she, Wars since the beginning, so it's she, dumb. Did she write a Star Wars thing 
it seems like you have a lot of opinions she, about this woman. No, she's uh, head of Lucasfilm. Like, after George Lucas left, she uh, was head of Lucasfilm, so, like, she's approved all the new stuff. And after So Last it's Jedi, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, but after Last Jedi, bad people on the internet are like, she's what's ruining everything. You know what's good? The Mandalorian. And it's like, yeah, she greenlit and oversees the Mandalorian. That's what being a studio head does. But anyway. You sounded like one I of the berries from South Park. <laughs> but the director of this frank marshall her husband uh after this he only directed one more feature which was eight below the uh <laughs> dogs in the snow oh movie. man the fucking dog dies dude but there's eight of them yeah well one of them dies it's like we snow dogs lives. but serious mm. yeah <laughs> that's a pretty good explanation of it Connor. <laughs> I never saw it. I just looked at the trailer and I was like, well, Disney, snow, dogs. Uh, But he directed uh, an ESPN, I think it was a 30 for 30 called Right to Play. He did a Back to the Future short to advertise a shoe. and The the one with Christopher Lloyd and Bill Hader. I won't lie. I thought it said Gary Marshall. And I was very thrown off when I read the uh, no, it's Frank credits. Yeah, very uh, but cool. I mean, he hasn't directed in a while, but he's produced a lot. He's still producing. He's going to be producing the new Indiana Jones. Oh God! Didn't he Jurassic, do the... Jurassic World Dominion? Oh, awful name! But didn't he do uh, the new Bee Gees documentary that was pretty well received? Yes, that too. Yeah, that was good. I, I like that documentary. Oh, he produced Assassin's Creed. Anyway, um, oh. and Sully. Sully Sullenberger? Connor Sully. Loves Daddy's Home too. Sully, good movie. Watch Daddy's Sully if you haven't seen Sully. Daddy's Home 2 is also okay. Good movie. <laughs> uh, did I like this as a kid or would I have liked it as a kid? I don't know. Hell yeah. Yeah, probably most likely for me. I like no. No, I, I th- would not. It would I would have been so bored. I think I might have had fun with the laser. Of course you would have, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm like I don't know, but it's leaning towards possibly. It's a laser. It chops a monkey's arm off. Dude. Is there anything as memorable as the Peter Panda dance in this film? The laser. The gorillas do. Amy language. <laughs> Funny. Amy, think, remember. Tickle me. Tickle me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says tickle me. She says a yeah. lot of times. So many times. I remember that. She's a child. She likes being tickled. <sighs> I'm <laughs> cutting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird because you acknowledged it as weird. It's weird now as that I thought about it. <laughs> Children it's not, like to be tickled is not it's weird. It's not super weird, but like, you're, like make it, it was weird. One, it was one of those like maybe I shouldn't have that for people to hear out of context. Possibly, <laughs> I don't think that you should play it as like your ringtone in a crowded place. But like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, I need to take this. <laughs> uh, who's the Brad Garrett, Carol Kane, and uh, funny side character, insane, memorable side character in the film? Tim Curry. Brad Curry. I'm sorry, don't you mean Hamilton? <laughs> Alright, sure. what is his actual name? <laughs> that, uh, you nailed it. I went to type in Congo and I almost typed in my full name. 
because I wrote C-O-N, and I'm like, I know how to finish this. It's Hermiker Homolka. Ah, Hermiker Homolka. I would have. It's family. If this movie, if this movie had like the big gorilla, the like mysterious big force, and it's like it's like a gorilla but slightly larger, what could it be? And then it was revealed to be Pee Wee Herman. This movie would be a one thousand percent perfect movie. What? I agree. Have you seen where the person cut Pee Wee Herman into Jur- the Jurassic Park mm-hmm. trailer? That's exactly yeah. what I go to, and I think that makes most movies better. Yeah, like, you, you can just picture them entering King Solomon's mind, you just hear, like, just very distant, like, <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get the diamond. Diamond? That's the magic word! You said the magic word, now I gotta beat your skull in. <laughs> Pee-wee Herman gets his arm sliced off. By a laser. Yeah. Somebody brought a laser to a fist fight. Ah! Last but not least, is there anything in this movie that's as bad and insane as the Sound of Music subplot from The Pacifier? Which, in case you don't remember, is a subplot that comes in about halfway through the film. Uh, Seth, one of the boys Vin Diesel is watching, is caught at school with bleached hair, skipping wrestling practice, and a Nazi armband in his locker. Instead of saying, I'm not a Nazi, he runs away, leading Vin Diesel to follow him and find out, wait a minute, he's no Nazi, he's just Rolf in a community theater production of The Sound of Music with the 50-year-old Liesel and later, a director Vin Diesel and Brad Garrett in the production as a nun. (laughs) Is there anything in this movie as crazy as that? I said the whole thing. Fair. Okay. I said Tim Curry's accent. I have two simple words for it. Communications laser. There. <laughs> uh, when they shot missiles with flare guns. I mean, isn't that what, like, anti-aircraft... Is, like, isn't that a thing? Don't they do that in they um, don't... The Incredibles? Is not that... with their hands. Flare... Well, not with their hands, no, but... I don't know. It's The like, technology here was, like... It was like in the 90s. This movie took place in the 90s, but could have easily taken place in the 30s with the amount of what was going on other than the power glove, I guess. But also anytime Amy did anything on the plane, like drink or smoke, that was weird. And then just the random, oh, those gorillas are having sex. Cut to never referencing that ever again. I don't know that the the flare gun would work in real life, but I don't think that it's an absurd guess. It was just weird. It just, it just, it just seemed too fake for me. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, oh, your thing is I- invalid. I just like <laughs> was like, I think I've seen this done before. I think that plane in The Incredibles might have had the things. Yeah, the like things that they push off to make the heat sinking missiles hit instead. And last but not least, what is your ranking for this movie and rating? What is your rating and ranking against the pacifier for this movie? I would say it's a one and a half Bruce Campbell's out of the other cast being kind of eh. But the reason it gets a half is because Jimmy Buffett's in it and he brings the party. So I would say it's not better than the pacifier, but it brings the party. He does bring the party. I can't deny that. He does. 
I'll, I'll give it two arms chopped off by laser, uh, by diamond lasers. Uh, it's not as good as a pacifier. In fact, I, I don't think it's good. No offense towards the person who gave you this movie, but this, this movie was not very good to me. It was pretty slow and not very good. So two arms chopped off by a laser. So the thumbs land down. Uh, I give it a three gorilla raindrop martinis and an igloo cooler just absolutely packed to the rafters with bananas. Um, it's not better than the pacifier, but I had a lot of fun and I'm fully comfortable being the only one who liked it. I'm sorry. You said rafters and I was triggered for a moment. Don't worry. We're <laughs> Do you mean the bar and grill in Massachusetts? I love you. Let me do my one first. <laughs> I really want to get that sauce. And I mean, I've kind of just been like, this isn't that great for most of it, but I did give it a pretty positive rating. Like I gave it four out of seven special diamonds and like, it's not as good, but it's not the worst. Like it's dumb. It's a little too overstuffed in the beginning. But, like, you got a big laser that chops off monkey arms and a talking gorilla. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but you know it's not for funny. ten people at most. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not funny? The fact that what? we are in search of a chicken <laughs> recipe. Have... Coming attractions comes first. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's our discussion on Congo. And now for our next episode, Nick and Brad have the movie for us. They're going to give us some hints and we're going to try to guess what it is. It's time to play the coming attractions game. All right, Brad, can I give the first hint? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this movie was directed by someone who was considered for the movie Barney's Great Adventure, but turned it down. Okay. The star of this film released a hit single with Pharrell Williams in 2017. All right. The unrated version of this movie is two minutes shorter than the rated version. I'm stuck on the Pharrell thing. <laughs> the MPAA refused to give the film the filmmaker's desired rating, so in result, it made $602,302. What year did it come out? I think 97. I can look that up, though. <sighs> okay. It was 1997. What was, Pharrell, why did, what was Pharrell's big song in 2017? This movie was also way ahead of its time uh, when it came to um, kind of unique superhero movies. Is it a comedy? Yes. Yes. Is Ben Stiller in it? Nope. No. Uh, I, one more hint, Brad, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. The 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 main character is much more well known for several later projects. The character is well known for later projects. No, the actor. The actor. The okay. Director. The and the actor is an award winner in multiple disciplines. Yes. TV, Broadway. Ninety-seven superhero movies. Hmm. Is it, it's not Blank Man, is it? No, but nope. that's a good movie. That's what I thought. I can give one that will kind of give it away. No Ben Stiller means it's not Mystery Men. That's what I thought. You wouldn't want to watch this movie with your parents. Oh, is this the Trey Parker, Matt Stone friggin' thing? Wait. Is this the... Or, 
the orgasmo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yep. it is. Oh. I'm fascinated. I've seen this All movie right. once. Brad has owns it, so when Brad yeah, mentioned it, I was like, "Yep." To be, to be, there's no nudity in it. Oh, that's, that's weird. That's the, or maybe there's there might be a butt, but like there's a um, that's the reason they were so upset because it basically deserved an R rating. Like there was worse movies that were out there, but mm. because it was kind of like an indie movie, they forced the NC seventeen. I think it's unrated now, but they uh. Um, and then when they wouldn't give them any notes on it, so then the South Park movie came out and they gave them a bunch of notes, and that's why they hate the NPAA now because, like, they felt like this movie could have been bigger. Okay, well then I guess tune in next week for <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone's Orgasmo. There might be a butt in it. That's there the might subtitle. Be a butt. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to hear you talk about it because I don't remember it. Besides. What's really funny? What's really funny? We gave each other our list of movies to like. Oh, which one would we want to give you guys? And on my list was basketball. So ah, the also then yeah. I I also had Jackass the movie, but I didn't know how you guys were going to talk about that. Hey, this is funny. (laughs) (laughs) I like this movie. I'm laughing at the bull hitting the guy in the nuts. Add that to the bonus wheel. Well, if they call in, but before we get to the calling thing, Nick and Brad, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having us. I, I do have, I have one serious thing that I want to plug. Um, a friend, my friend, Dan, who actually called in and gave you guys that whatever movie. I don't know. Oh yeah. The one we still haven't done. Yeah. Uh, me and him started a band. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a name yet, but we started a Instagram page as like a holding spot. And it's just Bradley and Dan music and you can find it by it's the only, our only followers, three Oh three, the band. So three Oh three follows you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also follow the other thing that I'm about to talk about. Uh, the Disney college podcast, which I host with James Tarasi, who is a friend from high school in the Disney college program. And it, I mean, it's, it's not great, but you should check it out. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's gone downhill but you know you should check it out it's d college pod everywhere mainly instagram i don't update twitter i don't update uh facebook either so yeah i mean, I, I don't know i heard a rumor that uh one day you might stop dicking around and have kermit the frog on the show yeah i've heard that rumor too I, i'm excited wonder when it's gonna be <laughs> best plug <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you know Kermit? Maybe. Oh, all right. Do you have anything to plug, Nick? Uh, yeah. Um, along with uh, Connor and Brad, I am. Uh, I'm just kind of along for the ride most of the time. They, they those two do all the work, but I'm on uh, the Cinema's Dead podcast. Uh, it's a movie news podcast. Uh, it's uh, at Twitter and at Instagram at uh, at Cinema underscore is underscore. Uh, episodes come out periodically and it's, it's a, just a fun time talking about movies uh, news and and pitching stupid stuff so yeah it's some mondays whenever we feel like it yeah yeah so it goes sundays is disney college podcast mondays is on you know the other show uh cinema is dead and then uh tuesdays is this show so you've made it to tuesday 
And then yeah. Wednesday is going to be I mean... Luke and I have a podcast. It's going to be called Chicken <laughs> Chat. Where we just, where it's like it's like finding the recipe. We're going to interview oh, everyone so that's in. ever been involved in the chicken industry. It's a docu-series. Yeah. It's, a, I, and, it's like a true crime thing. Well, and the thing is, too, on that we talk, you know, it's, it's saying, well, I've always, always wondered um, where the chicken comes from, but I never really knew where I came from. And before I found that out, I had to find myself. I'm Nick Cherry, and this is Chicken Your Jack. mom. <laughs> now, I live in Massachusetts, so I want to be a part of this. All right. Well, it's a new series coming. Uh, Luke, sorry to spring this on you last minute, but I think it's coming it, it'd be good. Coming Wednesdays. <laughs> Chicken Chat with uh, Luke, Brad, and Nick. So we're just going to take over this enti- just the entire week. We just yeah, need we- three more shows. <laughs> God, I don't think I can fit three more shows. <laughs> I mean, they can be like 10 minute things. Oh, just like a five minute thing. Just checking in. Just being like, hey, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, and How's once we find today, I ate some bagels. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> once we find the chicken recipe, chicken chat will have served its purpose. Yeah, Wait, it's Nick, a limited run series. Yeah. True. <laughs> Wait, Nick, people don't know about the chicken thing. Huh. Oh, they do because they're listening. <laughs> but you know oh my god is luca cannoli brother now too yes oh you're starting that shit too <laughs> everybody follow at the cannoli brothers on instagram thanks i still don't understand what this bit is neither do we <laughs> nor do i i've just arrived you know as much as i do <laughs> cannoli um, brothers unite one day i texted brad and just said hey you want to be cannoli brothers and that's what happened <laughs> Now there's a page for it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Luke, please tell us about the chicken. <laughs> is it time? Does that mean it's that time, Connor? It is, oh, I it's mean, always time. Yeah, you can do it before the social media plug. That's fine. All right, all right. Well, much like a mysterious diamond mine <laughs> that may or may not have belonged to King Solomon in Africa, uh, <laughs> I'm on the hunt for something. I, I say I, but it's really, it's the royal I. It's mostly Connor, but he gets embarrassed. That's not it's how like the a... royal works. <laughs> it's us now, too. <laughs> and, and Nick and Brad as well. It, it's something that we're going to discuss on Chicken Chat. Um, <laughs> there used to be this, this restaurant in Amherst, Massachusetts called the Rafters Bar and Grill. Um, it, it's since closed, but definitely not from Connor's heart. Uh, and they <laughs> used to make a, a chicken wing sauce called yukon gold and i'm just really desperately trying to get in touch with the owners connor's birthday's coming up chicken <laughs> chat will help us get to the bottom of it you got and, a solid month <laughs> and uh we're just, just put me in touch it would be a it would be a great use of our highway patrol tip line i can pick it up it's, yeah uh, it's, it's only an hour and 41 minutes away I got distracted looking up how many chicken chat podcasts there were. There's a few, but like some of them are chick chat. Some are like the chickens chat. It's interesting. I don't think there's a flat chicken chat. We could also be like scream, scream it from the rafters. Something. Oh, oh the chicken. That's scream it from the rafter, rafters. The chicken podcast. Anyway, Luke's you quest can... for gold. <laughs> If you want to call in with the chicken recipe, or if you want to give us a movie for our random request, random request, excuse me, roulette, or if you want to, I don't know, yell at us about Congo, Steve, uh, you can 
Call us on our Highway Patrol tip line at 301-941-7493 or 301-941-SIZE if you are better with words than with numbers. And you can follow us anywhere at No Highway Pod on your Facebooks, on your Twitters, on your Instagrams, on your YouTubes. I think that's all our social medias. Right? Until we get a TikTok. We oh, have yeah. A TikTok. I post most of the previews on my TikTok. If you want to follow my TikTok, it's at Beepo with three E's. And I'm Beepo. Ghost Malobe. Uh, I'm just Brad Robinson. I don't, I don't have one. Everybody's <laughs> plugging their TikToks tonight. Um, and of course, thank you to Ian C. Weber for composing our theme song. I mean, it's obvious what the C has to stand for this week, right, Luke? It's Kagorilla, right? I was going to say Kagreen <laughs> Drop Drink, but Kagorilla works too. <laughs> Call him or like Communications Laser. Communications Laser. Follow the link in our show description to hear all of Ian's cool stuff. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you for being on, Brad and Nick. You're welcome. It was an honor. I can't wait to receive my egg in the mail. Oh yeah, that's right, the egg. The egg! Thank you. Brad's like the one person who latched on to that bit and kept messaging me like, gotta come back on, gotta get that that's egg. That's what I do. I latch on. I latch <laughs> on to bits and I run them into the ground. Uh, tune in next week for Orgasmo with another special guest. But for now, for No Highway Option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. We've been the Cannoli Brothers. I've been Jesus Nick. Christ. Oh, come on. I've been Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with them, that's too bad because it's our way. No, no Highway, highway The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.